You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hey, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And today, buddy, okay, this <laughs> guest, I'm very excited, uh-huh. you know, because our, it's weird how God intertwines people mm-hmm. in your life and you don't even know it, right? right. So her right. daughter actually went to college at Pepperdine. Oh. I'm going to blow your mind. Yep. She's good friends with your granddaughter. Oh my yeah. goodness. Now, which but one? This is Natasha. Oh, okay. But this is something that I was at an event. I'm mm-hmm. speaking at the AACC World Conference in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman comes up to me and he said, he heard, you know, we talk, my story, this and that. And he said, I have someone that you're going to be friends with. And she has a book coming out called Beautiful Ashes. Mm. And I'm like, I love it already. Mm-hmm. And he goes, her name is Beth McGuire. And I think you two should meet. And I think you should have her on her podcast. And so today <laughs> we're having her on. She serves as a divorce care leader, which anybody listening who's divorced, mm. you want to lean in or you're going yep. through a divorce or you felt the shame of divorce. This book that she wrote, these seven stepping stones are going to be transformative to you. I want to introduce you to Beth and have mm. her kind of peel back the curtain. I feel like I met the Wizard of Oz and then you go behind the curtain and you see the dude working mm-hmm, the things. Mm-hmm. Her life was so in the public place. She mm. was first married to a very popular NFL coach mm-hmm. and they go through a divorce And in her book, she talks about, I love the first stone that she talks about, the floor. Because Mm. everybody listening's had a floor moment, I'm sure, or you're too young and we can throw you on the floor. So (laughs) you don't know that yet. But I'm excited for her to unpack some of the greatness that God revealed to her behind her own Mm. floor moment and how he brought her back and made beautiful ashes out Mm. of it. So please welcome to the Splash Zone, Beth McGuire. Yay. Yay. Yay, we're thank so you, glad. Thank you. Uh, welcome. Thank you. thank you for the beautiful introduction. Thank it's you. It's all true. Hi, all true. <laughs> well, thank you. I got to tell you, though, Beth, because I met Vic first, right? Yeah. And so yeah. this guy comes up to me, and I'm at the table, and I'm, I mm-hmm. was actually there with Tay. Taylor's oh, now really wife. Yeah. yeah, so Tay okay. was right okay. next to me. They were getting ready to be married in a couple months and mm-hmm. um, they had been living with us. And so I said, do you want to go to this event with me? And we were so, because I, I didn't know his story at all. And he goes, I want you to uh, meet this woman. Uh, I was her butler. I, I could have sworn he said <laughs> butler. I think he said butler and I'm like, wow, it's like Downton Abbey. I can't even believe it. I love Downton Abbey. And I'm like, well, where is she from? London? Like, where does she live? And um, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, um, but she has a book coming out, Beautiful Ashes. And mm-hmm. I think that you two would be fast friends. And I'm like, hey, anyone who's had a butler, like, I want to meet him. Are you kidding me? And then after reading your book, I realized that, that he worked at the country club, that your correct. family, is that right? Okay. But it was correct, so yes. neat how he connected us. Mm. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Vic. That oh. was so kind that, that I love when God does that. PR. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, he's God excellent. Wants, yeah. And he knows, you know what's so good? I think his discernment, you know, he just, something in you, the light in you, because obviously he had no idea of this in this crazy connection that we have right but he just has that ability to see something in somebody and he knows me so well that he just knew that we were meant to meant to meet and so here mm. we are i don't know how many months i think that was last fall correct right right and here we are finally getting to do your podcast so i'm so excited about that and i just again it's god's 
divine intervention that he does along the way. You know, we just, you don't want to miss it. Sometimes we get so busy in our lives that we just don't slow it down to see he's always working in our lives. And this is just a small example. Yes. Yes, it is. And I feel like, you know, something that can be very shameful to people like the word divorce, right? Right. Or going through something like that, where yet when you see studies, if you were to read the studies right now, 50% Mm -hmm. of people who enter a marriage get divorced. Uh, Buddy, I wouldn't get on an airplane if I had a 50-50 chance of making it to Las Vegas. (laughs) They're like, well, the plane made it today, ladies and gentlemen. Who wants to stay on it and fly back? And I'd be like, that's okay, I'll drive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drive. And yet we dive into marriage without having sometimes the tools that we need or allowing God to be the glue or we haven't really Mm -hmm. (laughs) surrendered our life to Jesus yet so that he can actually Mm -hmm. guide us through those things. And so a divorce happens for multiple Mm -hmm. reasons. I know people who are divorced because of affairs, because of drugs, Mm -hmm. because of alcohol, Mm -hmm. because of money, Mm -hmm. because of, I don't like you anymore, because I want a new version of you. We don't even know (laughs) each other. Like you don't take me out to dinner. You don't buy me food. Like I can hear it all, right? But Um, I think what's so beautiful about your book, your podcast, your ministry, and I'm excited for you to be sharing with our Splash family, is as a divorce care leader, not only have you gone through this in your own life, but you have literally pulled yourself by the grace of God off Mm. the floor and straight into mission to the the mission that God had actually planned for you since the creation of the world. Because we've all seen movies and, you know, uh, or read books and how the person, you know, rises out of the ashes, right? At the right, end of the sure, movie, somebody sure. comes back, you know, but you never get to okay. see actually where the sausage right. was made, like what went through them for them to actually Absolutely. rise out of that's that. Right. So Beth's going to share that with us this morning. <laughs> and you know what, I mean, that's actually the greatest point you just made right there. I think that's when, when Vic and I got together to do this book, that was our heart around that. It's like, yeah, you know, we can see these stories of people in their ashes and rising up, but what does it actually look like to walk that out, you know, so we just try to, you know, and that's why we called it the stepping stones. It's really just my steps, you know, and what mm. little things that happen along the way for me. And, you know, it's not necessarily, oh, an order or like a, a quick fix if you just follow these steps. It was just layers and layers as I walked through this, as I grew in my faith and in my walk and in my relationship with Jesus. So Amen. it's really just kind of showing what that looked like for me and hopefully you know, my heart around that is for anybody listening to this, like you said it earlier, you know what, we've almost all of us have had a floor moment. And if we haven't, we're headed there. And so that's right. <laughs> and my floor just was happened to be my divorce. So mm. really that the, the story is God's story through my story. Mm. And that's just wanting to share him and share what he can do, what he did for me in my journey, he can do for others. And hopefully right. someone can, can, can just hang on to a little hope if they find themselves either physically or metaphorically on the floor. Right, right. And because yours was more public, obviously, mm. it God gave yeah. you a platform. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that that's what's so important. I see sometimes you could go, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Because like you always said, mm-hmm. I, I was just a little girl from Indiana. And you know, mm-hmm. here you were kind of fell in love and were thrust into the mm-hmm. spotlight in an mm-hmm. area that was never, you didn't care. You're just like, it's right. just my husband. Like my husband's a yeah. lawyer. So sometimes I'm in a courtroom, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's interesting how the public loves to sling it, man, when it's in the public oh, eye, which which sure. makes that floor moment a little more famous, 
than most people's yeah. floor moments. My floor moments aren't as famous as yours, right? And so mm-hmm. I believe God did that because you are so transparent in this book and you're now remarried, I mean, to your new mm-hmm. husband, Jamie. Yeah. Haven't you guys been married how long now? We have been married for three years now, but we've okay. been together for like, oh, like eight years. So. I know, but it was like also. a 10 year span Oh yeah. yeah you weren't, long... you weren't doing, I know, but I think that that oh, gives no. hope for yeah. people like that have yeah. maybe gone through a divorce or they're in the middle of it. Like my life's over. I'm not doing anything. Oh, yeah. Yes. So go through some of those. Cause I love the stepping stones. Obviously the floor, I feel like what I took away from that chapter was you came to a place where you learned to just burn it. You weren't mm-hmm. look, looking back anymore. You you were right. starting to really actually allow God to lift your head off that floor. And for yeah. so long, we can know all the right churchy terms. Mm-hmm, but when mm-hmm. you're really down there and you mm-hmm. cannot get up off the floor, you cannot physically, emo- I don't care what best friend comes over, what uh, chick flick you watch, mm-hmm. what hagen dazs <laughs> you want to eat. It's yeah, not yeah. going to get you off your floor moment. Talk mm-hmm. about that. Gosh, you know, it's so, it's crazy to say, because obviously that's the most painful moment of my life, you know, that I've ever had. And it's the most amazing moment that I had. Because wow. until that moment, my, my, I mean, I always was a believer in Jesus, but the truth is I didn't understand true relationship with him. And because of that, I spent a lot of my life trying to control things and try to get the, you know, make the outcome what I wanted and and, you know, with a, with a good heart, you know, just trying to protect the things that I loved. And, but I was my own God. I was trying to control all these outcomes. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't even know, know what that, that I was doing something wrong. Cause I'm a rule follower, good girl, you know, with you know, all those things that I thought that I was doing that was good. Right. If, if you just do the right thing, then good things will happen to you. Right. That's right. kind of the mentality that I had my whole life. So in this moment of complete and utter despair of my life is oh is not going to be like I thought it was going to be. You know, all my planning, all my my dreams and everything that I wanted for my family was gone in a split second. And truly out of desperation, I just laid there in the puddle on my floor and I just in that moment cried out to God. And mm. in that moment, my child walked in and actually saw me in despair and literally started praying over me. And I will tell you, ladies, this is the first time that, because of my background, how I grew up my faith, that's the first time I was prayed over out loud. Wow. That just gave me the chills. Me too, still to this day. And that's over 10 years ago. And, you know, the scripture she prayed in her sweet little, you know, young age was Jeremiah 29, 11, which Mm -hmm. a lot of us know that now is a very basic, you know, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, you know, and so... But at the time, I didn't even know that scripture. And it goes on to was, say, I love that. Finish that yeah, though. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah, yeah don't finish I it know the me. plans I have for you, yeah, declares have, the Lord, mm-hmm. plans to prosper you, mm-hmm. not to harm you. To harm you. Plans mm-hmm. to give you a hope you and a hope future. And future. Wow. Amen. Wow. And let me tell you, th- those words straight from God to me mm. was what I hung, hung on to in those desperate moments. That was probably the very first stage of realizing that there, that God does see me and that just, and he hears me and he's with me. And just maybe his word is for me. Like I never processed, you could read words in the Bible, you could know scripture, but if you need to process that, wait a minute, those are living, breathing words that are meant for me. Mm. And so in that moment, that's what I hung on to. I even had those words 
literally laminated and put it on my bathroom wall. So when I would lay in my tub at night, which is what I do is one of my, my uh, moments with my times with God. And I would just literally ruminate on that word and just believe every ounce of that, that he really does have a plan. He, and he's not, this isn't to harm me, you know, and this is to prosper me. I so. knew we were going to be friends, Beth, because you know, I do <laughs> my bath time with the Lord too. And I have the big thing uh, over my bathtub. It says, be still and know that I am God. And I lay there and I'm like, you're right. I'm just going to be still and know that you are God. I can't move if you don't let me. Oh, I love that. So true. I love wow. it. Kind of gets us yeah, my bath are really important to me. So that was really the first step for me was honestly, it was a true surrender. First of all, it was a true surrender to, you know what? He's in control and I am not. And he sees me and he loves me and he has a purpose for me. So it's, the very first stage is release. For someone, especially, a, I am a confessed uh, control freak. So and, and a perfectionist and all those. And so for me to release things into his hands was a really big step for me. And then secondly, honestly, was really getting into his word and understanding what his word meant and what his promises are. Because if you don't know his promises, then you don't know what to, you know, all the wrong thinking and all the things you're telling yourself, you don't know what to replace that with if you don't understand what he really says. Right. And I think that that's what happens when everything gets taken away, stripped away, all your Mm -hmm. hopes and dreams and the the beautiful Disney uh, movie ending, Mm -hmm. Hallmark, you know, Mm -hmm. now we say great American family now, the great American (laughs) family ending. uh, It's like all got stripped and you're left on mm-hmm. the floor and a person goes, that's so cute. You have a Jeremiah 29, 11 verse that does not help me. I am yeah. angry. I am shameful. Yep. I am embarrassed. Yep. I feel yep. I feel like I just got hit blindsided and yep. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills, how I'm going to go out in public, yep. how I'm going to yep. face my children, go to carpool, how I'm going to make a meal, eat again. I All don't want... What happened... Because from the floor, and I love how you talk about these stepping stones, mm-hmm. you went to the foundation. Yeah. The floor took you to a firm foundation. And it was mm-hmm. almost like, I loved reading that chapter because you owned your stuff. Yes. Right? Yes. You it, owned it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you're on the floor sometimes, you know when you get knocked out or the wind gets knocked out of you, buddy? Like, we, mm-hmm. we know. We played racquetball. <laughs> Don't play racquetball, Barbara. Yeah. She'll like knock you out. Like, you'll be down for the count. But it's like, you get you get like kind of like a little burn. Like, yeah. whoo, yeah. I lost, yeah. My, yeah. lost my footing. Yeah. When yeah. you're on the floor, you're not on a firm foundation right there. You're just, you're just trying to survive, not get mm-hmm. burned by what just happened. People take their yep. life over stuff like this. This is something so yep. serious, like so yep. serious because they think, they think there is no God. Right. In that moment, they're right. like, where's God? I don't even believe yes. in God anymore. I thought I loved yep. God. Like, where mm-hmm. is he right now? This sucks. Mm-hmm. My life sucks. I don't want to even show my face anywhere. And God took this somehow he lifted you out of that miry pit and mm-hmm. set your feet on a rock, which you refer mm-hmm. to as the foundation. Talk mm-hmm. about being able to do that because there's people listening right now that are in the midst of this, they're in the middle of this, or they're contemplating it. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. maybe hold on a minute before yeah. you just destroy everything precious that God gave you in your marriage. Yeah. Hold on a minute, yeah. maybe water where you're planted, Grass yeah. isn't greener anywhere else, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, For yes, sure. can you begin again? Yes, can they? sure. But let me tell you something. And there's sometimes you don't get a, a voice at the table. 
Right. You, I mean, no, for you, you it was like your husband leaves. You have no voice at the table. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't have a choice. I didn't right. have. I didn't have that opportunity to to work back through that. And and I would. I love what you just said because I would caution people on that. If you are headed there, just pause. Yes. If you're yeah. in confusion, if you're in confusion right now, right. pause. All I would ask is take a pause. But for those that are, like you said, in that floor position, I yes. understand what it's like. Yes, you do. To, where are you, God? Like, mm-hmm. how, like, are, aren't you even real? And do I even believe? Mm. And so what I would say in that moment is that's what faith is. Are we going to take that leap, you know, and just in that moment, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe because it's really all I had at that moment. And there was still, don't think that there wasn't anger. I, I mean, the sure. grief cycle is the I was angry real. reading so, it. <laughs> it's like the, the size <laughs> of a mustard it, seed. Right, you know? exactly. exactly. So that's exactly that what faith, that's yes. like, That's all in that moment on the floor. And all I would say is that's actually all you need is just that faith. Just, and you know what? Have you ever heard that saying? Is like, you know, God, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. I mean, <laughs> I live that a lot, you know, where you're still, you're wanting to believe everything, but is it really true? Is mm-hmm. it, is it, you know, really? And so when I say that, and if you, in the foundation chapter where I talk about that, it wasn't just like, oh, one day I popped up and said, oh, you know, I believe in God and he's going to help me and all that. It really wasn't. It was every day waking up and just trying to do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. I say that a lot because when you are despairing, like you said, you don't know where, how you're going to feed your, your kids. You don't know what, what's going to happen to you. Can you keep this roof over your head? You know, all the things that, you know, what is my life going to look like? All these things that come on you. It's sometimes that can overwhelm you and put you into, into deep, deeper despair. So to me, I would tell a lot of the women I worked with, you know, what's the next right thing you can do? And so the mm. next right thing for me, honestly, was getting out of bed and getting dressed and physically driving my children to school. Wow. And if that was all, and if that was all I did that day, that was a big day. That was a big day. Yeah. And what I what I started to do, and because listen, if you will open your heart and give a moment for God just to penetrate that, because listen, He's always there. It's He's waiting on us to open up to Him. And I can just tell you from my experience, I've never really been before that really in communion with God. And what I mean, like just talking to Him every day and and seeing Him in other people. If you would just take that time when you are in despair and look for him in the little things. And I mean, little things. I have some stories I wrote in the book about that, about the, you know, I lived in Texas at the time and the beautiful Texas morning sky, as I drove back from dropping my kids off with you know tears running down my cheeks, mm. just, just like, Oh my gosh, I just got them to school today. And I would see this beautiful sunrise and there's hope inside mm. of a sunrise. Right? right. And there's hope in the beauty of it. And there's hope in you know, I have a story of my mother and these lilac flowers that she grew in our backyard and still lives in that same home. And they just told me they were her like my lilac tree was doing well. So literally they're still there. And she would cut those off and bring in the home. And it was just a, a comfort. And the one day I was in my neighborhood in Texas and we don't have um, lilacs, but we have crepe myrtles and same color, my favorite Love color, those. purple. And one day, purple's my favorite day, color. I know. <laughs> oh my God, Shaleen. Oh my God. Bath, purple. <laughs> I'm like, let's so, go to the day spa bath. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'll do that with you too. So, anyway, so one of my favorite things to do in for my, just for myself, for my healing process was to get out in nature, you know, either run or walk or whatever. So I was in my neighborhood and lots of times I actually was crying. I mean, my tears running down my cheeks and I was having a bad day one day. All of a sudden, this fragrant smell came over me. 
and it was like this comfort. I'm like, what are, where's that coming from? And I look up and I walked past these crepe myrtles every single day in my neighborhood. And the fragrance smell mm-hmm. just took me over. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, through a beautiful flower, not just through the color, but the scent. Do you know what it felt like? So like it was this amazing hug from my mama, which I needed so bad in that moment. Mm. And so that's what I'm saying. We got to take the time to just be, but God does surround us with comfort. And I mean, here's the unfortunate truth about this broken, fallen world we live in. You know, we aren't promised a pain-free life. In fact, we're actually told we will have pain. But what we're promised is God will not leave us and forsake us. And so what does that mean, right? What does it mean for God to not forsake us or leave us if we still experience pain? So to me, it's like he does comfort. So how does he comfort? He comforts through, you know, obviously his living word, which we discussed, but it also he comforts through other people. He comforts through his beautiful nature. He comforts through my sweet dog champ that I had that's just... <laughs> Knew just what I mean. I'm telling you, that dog had such a they talk about a, a sixth sense, or we called it a God sense. I mean, he just knew who needed him and such a comfort. So, I think it's to me when you're or those early stages up on the floor is just giving God a chance to show up, just be open enough to see him in the little things and do the next right thing. Amen. I love how you talk about on the third stone. So, you have your floor, your foundation, your mm-hmm. secret place. Mm-hmm. And your time, you know, people will call it not my quiet time with mm-hmm. God. I actually don't like that. Yeah. I'm not to be rude, everybody, <laughs> but I'm like, it sounds like my nana. Like, you know, she's been in heaven mm-hmm. for about, you know, 20 years. So it's like my quiet time. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. you you called it your secret place, you know, and mm-hmm. everyone has their time. Like for me, it's like I got I got a meeting. I have a board meeting with the Lord. Like the Lord and I have like board <laughs> meetings. You know what I mean? Like I'm going all the way up to the CEO of the universe with all my stuff. You said make all my requests known, God, I'm going with all of it. But I love how you share because I think sometimes people can get intimidated by the word prayer. What does that mean? I don't want to pray out loud. I don't want to pray. I don't really, am I praying? If I'm talking to my head and not saying it out my mouth, is that praying? Should my eyes be closed? Should they be open? Should I lift my hand? Should I hold hands? Do I rub your back? Do I not touch you? Do I do it alone? Do I go on a walk? Is it with my dog? Is it right? So I've heard... It's all of it. It's all of it. And I love what you said is in this moment, because obviously you're just trying to get your face off the floor. You would sometimes just say, help me, God. Help me, God. Over and over and over. That was it. Like, help help me, God, right? Help me, God. Help me, God. Yeah. And I sometimes, when I've been Mm -hmm. in situations that have totally got me, I can so identify this, I will just say the name of Jesus. I'll go, Mm -hmm. something will come at me and I'm wanting to do Mm -hmm. the Shaleen, I'm Mm -hmm. Italian. So sometimes I need to, you know, guard my tongue and I'll just say Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus. You know, like I sometimes (laughs) just have to say the name of Jesus because he knows what I'm thinking. He knows what I'm fearful of. He knows what I need. He is my comforter, my protector. And we think that because he is not visibly, no, he's more visible than anything you can look at today, people. Understand, that's what faith is, right? Being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we can't see, that actually Jesus is more visible than Barbara and I sitting in the studio right now. That's what's crazy because the things that we see, the Bible says, when we go out and look at that sunset and you go on that walk and you smell those beautiful flowers, we're made out of things that weren't visible. Mm 
So could yes. it be possible that God is putting things in motion, our dear Splash family who's listening right now, and you feel like you are on the floor, that he is shifting your atmosphere and putting things in motion? Because I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, Beth, back then on that floor day, you would never think you would be on a podcast, have your own podcast, have written a book, mm-hmm. and be a divorce care leader, right? Absolutely Never not. would have <laughs> made your resume, and yet God goes, no, no, no. This is going to be on your resume Mm -hmm. because I will work all things, all things. Mm -hmm. That means the yucky, gross, hurtful, painful thing. I'm going to work all things for good to those who follow me. So true. You're such a living example of that. I'm so proud of you because you could have just stayed pissed off for the rest of your life. (laughs) And it's called bitter old women. We've all seen them. (laughs) Yep. Right? It's not attractive. No one wants to invite you to Christmas. Yeah. 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 So it's like instead of the joy of the Lord is my strength, Mm -hmm. the joy of the Lord, right? And consider it pure joy Joy. when we get to share in his suffering, it said. Okay, no one likes that verse. No. Right? But But like you said, in this world, there's going to be trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. the world. It's yes. like when I get to share yes. in Christ's suffering, as hard and refining and hot as that gets, I have never not come out the other end a better version of myself. Right there. So see, that to me is the key to like, okay, where is God? I don't believe this. Sometimes we have to go through yes. the fire to come out the other side, the, the version that God's always designed us to be. And I... I actually, and that's what we kind of talked about in the foundation. I welcomed the fiery furnace after a while because I wanted yeah, you to, owned I it. You owned it. You did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, but you had to admit to things that are that you go, ooh, yeah. what was my part in this? Mm-hmm. And right. what was this? And what was that? Because it's easy to go, well, I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. this. I didn't. It's so easy to take our face off the mirror for sure, and it's so easy to play victim. Do you, you know, you know, victimhood feels good. And it, it, and I want to, I also want to, but it does. I mean, it's just like, but I want to preface because I always say that and I played the victim really well and I had a lot of pain inflicted on me. And so what I want to say to people out there, I will, the number one thing is validate the pain that is absolutely going on. It is real. It is true. And for me, it was a trauma. It was a trauma event. The shock of it all was such a trauma event that I needed a lot of therapy to work around that. It was a so death. I, it was it a, is death. a death. It is a of death. Of course. And, and, yes. And it is. And so it's a loss and a death. And if you do not, if you do not take that time to process it as that, you will not be able to heal. And so owning that part of it, first off, that this was a death and a loss and a trauma event. And you, you know, there's betrayal trauma in there and everything evolved that takes some time to work through as far as your healing journey. So I'm going to say that first, because that is most important to me because the biggest gift that I want to give somebody sitting across from me that I'm working with is validation in their pain. That's crucial because you know why that's crucial to your healing first and foremost. And, but then, and then secondly is that, once you get past that and you've spent that time really, you know, owning that and working, having some healing around that pain, and sometimes it triggers past pains and whatever, it really is the next stage is to, for your ultimate healing is, okay, we don't want to sit in that victimhood because guess what? You mentioned it. If you sit inside that victimhood and poor me, you become a very bitter, resentful person. And that is not 
what God wants for you, but that is what the enemy would love to do to keep you down. I mean, like I say that a lot, like the enemy did destroy my marriage, but I'm not going to allow it to destroy me. And so if you say old and bitter and grow old and bitter, you're allowing the enemy to take everything from you. And so, and then that's, that was what was part of my drive was first off, I had also children that I, that I wanted to still be, you know, in present in their lives. And I wanted to be healthy in their lives. And quite honestly, I also believe that example for them, but what did it look like to walk that out? When I have this thing happen to me, you know, it's okay for your children to see you. You are sad. It is it's really rough. But what they want to, what's really most important is they see you overcome it. What does mm-hmm. that look like to walk that out? So it's okay in that journey. And I wanted to, I really wanted to show my children what it looked like to walk this out with class and grace. And fixing your eyes on Jesus, who's going to actually be yes. the hero of the story? Because oh, you could have just yes. said, well, we're done with this, kids. I mean, God obviously didn't come through for our family. And so we're yep. all done with that. And yep. wouldn't the enemy love that, right? Oh, I mean, he would have, yep. The master yep. of deception, you know? Yes. That would have been the biggest lie of it all. But I think, you know, what you said about divorce, it's like, I want listeners to realize divorce is a death. Mm-hmm. Whether yes. you're happy about it or you're not, you oh, yeah. at one point, that person was your all in all, right? So there is a mm-hmm. death there. And if you do not do the work, mm-hmm. this side of whatever God has next for you, you will bring that death into yes. your next <laughs> relationship. That's right. So for I sure. want everyone to listen and pause for a minute because it's so important that one, like you're in God's word. Um, Mm -hmm. And then two, get this book, Beautiful Ashes, because these (laughs) seven stones, I mean, you're very transparent in it. I feel like you kind of just fillet yourself open in each uh, stepping stone of how you walked through it, like in real time almost. It was, it's really beautiful, Beth, that you are so open about it because I think people, even if it's not a divorce, we've all gone through things that put us on the floor. And Absolutely. it's there's such beauty in a new day, but that doesn't happen overnight. We need to give no. each other's grace and a little bit mm-hmm. of mercy and peace to go, you can feel this. This is painful. Oh, yeah. Like you said, this yeah. sucks and it hurts, mm-hmm. but watch yeah. what God will grow you back mm-hmm. and you will yes. bear much fruit. I mean, I had yes. to, I couldn't be pruned in my young life because I was so stubborn oh, yeah. that God had to uh-huh. cut me at the stump. <laughs> I was like a stomp all over and he goes, I'm going to grow that girl back. Watch her. But it's, it's crazy. And then I love after your, your time with God, the secret place, the next stepping stone is community. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go onto the road, family, and then you end with mission, which is so beautiful because even during these most challenging gut wrenching, destructive times in our life, God still has a mission for us. If there's air in your lungs Mm -hmm. and you woke up Mm -hmm. today and you're still breathing, God Mm -hmm. isn't finished with us. And he's like, I need you to get up and get back in the race, Shalene. Run the race Mm -hmm. set before you, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, right? And so I feel like you're such a beautiful example of this. Talk to me about how you went from having that time where you you learned to pray and you got into God's word. And I love how God brought different people into your life. I know mm-hmm. you share about Vic, he, who co-wrote the book with you, which is amazing. Barbara yeah. and I talk about all the time how people come into our life. Mm-hmm. I mean, her being you know a mom of two famous 
kids mm-hmm. had a spotlight on her similar to you and how people right. come into your life for a reason, a season, or a mm-hmm. lifetime, Justin Bieber's yes. song, right? Yet here, this young man was only 23 when you met him. And people right. will first, when I start to say this to people, they go, so did she end up marrying him? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, that's like, a, yeah. But isn't it beautiful how God brought this young man and, and the Bible yeah. talks about, let the little children come to me, like the faith mm-hmm. of a child, mm-hmm. that sometimes mm-hmm. they can speak a wise right. word of wisdom yeah. over so us true. that God goes, I know this person's going to be in your life actually for a lifetime mm-hmm. and going to help yeah. you get another perspective on things. I'm not going to let you do this alone. Just like Jesus had the disciples go out two by two, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And that Vic would walk through this with you so that now that you wrote this book together, Beautiful Ashes, Mm -hmm. he understands because he knew your family back in the country club days. No one else would have understood all of this. Like for even for me, I didn't even know who your husband was, right? So it's like, it's so weird. But like, I love that. We miss those moments. When you talk about Vic too, it's like, to me, that's how you know it's God when it's so crazy. Like, <laughs> right, okay, right. really? You know, this guy, like you said, he was our server. But, but you know, God, I mean, um, Victor is wise among his years. He's gone through a lot himself and he has his own story to tell. But, but because he has had gone through that and he was so an, on fire for the Lord and such on a journey himself that he was able to approach me in a way, in such a loving way, but also introduce me to his God, you know? And so it was just, it was crazy when you think about it, but I look at it back now and it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course that's what God would do. So it's, mm. I don't think it makes the story even even more um, amazing when you realize that, that how God was already, I mean, he orchestrates everything, but, and like you, like I said, how he was orchestrating it all those years ago. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I, I think we need a part two. We need a part two, yeah, I know. Uh, but, but just seeing the mission now that God has you on and, your now husband, Jamie, and how he was so patient even. I mean, you guys were dating like (laughs) off and on for 10 years while you were still healing. wasn't like you just popped into something, you know. And then even your mourning period and of your previous marriage. I mean, because you're still connected Mm -hmm. there. You have children. And it's not like that just gets to, it's almost worse than, because like a death, you have to grip that. Yeah. Okay, you're not gonna see that person again. Like I think of your sister. Mm-hmm. It's Joanne, yeah. uh, Barbara's sister, Joanne's birthday today. Mm-hmm. And she's oh. celebrating that in heaven, you know? And it's oh. hard, but it's not like you're like, oh gosh, I'm gonna have to run into her carpool, but I can't ever speak really to her again. We don't share yeah. any of that. It's it's like, you know that she loved Jesus and is in heaven. And yet you guys mm-hmm. still have to be entangled that mm-hmm. way. But you yes. being bold to go speak about it, mentor about it. You just launched the podcast. How mm-hmm. can our Splash family stay in touch with you? What is your Instagram and, and your podcast? You can follow us on Beautiful Ashes Book, both on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. So we have a, and, and we also have a beautifulashesbook.com website. Perfect. And we are, because we're doing um, speaking engagements now and doing things like that. You awesome. Want to, we, we Bring her to your church, that. whatever, yeah. Because yeah, so we have Instagram and um, Facebook for sure on all that. And then the podcasts are available off of Spotify or Apple Music, wherever else you get your, your podcast. Awesome. Where you get it all, yes. Yeah. Well, we yeah. appreciate you. Thank you so we much. We appreciate you so much. letting God be the hero of your story mm-hmm. and just your humility and being able to share that. Most people don't want right. to, but it's so helpful. Yes. When you think hey, that 50% so of people, people in marriage yes. are divorced, yep. Yep. it's like there's so a lot of people that need this book. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. yep, and you know what? When God takes you your purpose, 
because after your pain, I say this in the book, like we call it our GPS. When you're using your gifts, your passions, and your story mm. all together, it's you are fully functioning how God designed you to be. And I've never felt more alive than when I'm doing that. So yeah, I know awesome. you're right. He's put me in this on this path to, and it's just one woman at a time for me. Just Amen. one, you know, if if it just gives them that that the, the hope that he does want to give them beauty for their ashes. Mm. Mm. So Beautiful. good. Thank yep. you so much. Thank you, Splash Family. And splash a little hope today. There is hope for all of us, and it's found on the floor at the feet of Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. <laughs>